0: Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience And in this episode uh, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite films Um, It's a film that I've been watching uh, ever since I was a kid And I absolutely love this film for so many reasons And without further ado, the film that I'm talking about is uh, the 1992 American comedy film Home Alone 2, Lost in New York uh, which, uh, as you may know, is a sequel uh, to the nineteen ninety film *Home Alone*. Uh, the uh, the film stars Macaulay Culkin, um, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Heard, Tim Curry, Brenda Fricker, and uh, Catherine O'Hara. And um, as I say, it's one of my favourite films, um, and uh, I originally did a uh, a review of the original Home Alone uh, film uh, back in episode fifty five uh, in season two of um, the Mark Hastings experience uh, um, back uh, last year on December the seventeenth, twenty twenty. But this year, uh, I thought that I would um, I would talk about. Um, the, the sequel to uh, To Home Alone, uh which uh is a film that I I like um better than the original actually. Um and there are there are many reasons for that. Uh one of which is because um as the the, the title of um the film um uh informs us um Kevin McAllister uh played by Macaulay Corkin who in the original Home Alone was left home alone by his family, the McAllisters, uh, while they went on holiday to France. And of course, they didn't realise that they left him home alone on his own. Um, But, uh, you know, he spent um, a week almost fending for himself. And during that time, uh, his house, the McAllisters' house, as well as several other houses in their neighborhood were targeted by the the wet bandits um and um the wet bandits um consist of uh um a group of um um burglars um and um And yeah, so they, they target, um, the McAllister house, but they don't, um, figure into their, uh, their plans that they would have to contend with, um, someone, um, who is as capable, even though they are, uh, young as, um, Kevin McAllister. And, uh, Um, Of course, the the Wet Bandits um, consist of uh, Harry, uh, who's played by Joe Pesci, um, and Marv, um, who's played by Daniel Stern. And they return in Home Alone uh, 2, even though in the original Home Alone film, they were eventually captured um, and uh, arrested and sent to prison. Um, but um in home alone 2 we find out that they escaped their incarceration and uh, they are on the run but um uh, before uh, kevin mcallister um meets them once again um in this uh in this film um uh, instead of being um left home alone by his parents um kevin mcallister um finds himself lost in new york and um the reason for this is just a case it's just by accident because um this year which um and the the story of the film is set exactly a year after the events of the the previous film the original home alone and in uh in home alone 2 the mcallister family are yet again uh, planning to spend their Christmas um, in another in another part of the world, but instead of um, traveling to another country, they're going to spend their Christmas in Miami. Um, so once again, um, the McAllister family are being joined by their extended family uh, at their um, their house in Chicago, um, and. The the relationship between the, the siblings uh is contentious as uh, it was in the previous film, um especially um between uh Kevin McAllister and uh his older brother Buzz, uh who's played by uh Devin uh Ratray, who um he just can't leave Kevin alone and you know that they're, they're Kevin and um, and Buzz um, they um, are at a they're uh, performing at a, a carol concert, um, which uh, both the McAllister parents Peter, um, who's played by John Hurd, and Kate um, McAllister uh, attend. And Kate's played by Catherine O'Hara, uh, and they attend. But uh, Buzz, who's in the back row, he um, he's uh, holding two um um false candles uh plastic uh candles but um they're illuminated and he puts them behind um his brother Kevin's ears and um during um Kevin's solo when he's singing and um everyone in the audience um in the auditorium begins to laugh and Kevin has no idea what's happened until he looks around and he realizes that Buzz um must have been playing a practical joke on him so he turns around and pushes Buzz and unfortunately this causes uh, all the other members of the um of the choir to cascade from their where they're being where they're stood and they they fall and um this causes a great deal of chaos and as a result of this uh kevin um is brought before his family um and um buzz of course he fakes out that he's uh, sorry for what he did but he's not sorry he's you know very he's always uh, causing trouble he's self-centered selfish you know he's not um and he's he's definitely not uh um uh, a, a good brother to, to to Kevin but i suppose maybe he holds some resentment towards Kevin because um you know when Kevin spent uh all that time in um the McAllister home alone um the previous year he did cause quite a uh, a ruckus um the um buzz's bedroom uh did feel the effects of kevin when he was trying to um uh defend their home against the, the the wet bandits um so and this caused um you know um some of buzz's personal items to be um damaged um he also used some of buzz kevin used some of buzz's um life savings as well uh to buy shopping and things like that. Um so perhaps, you know, Buzz um he he still holds a grudge against Kevin for that, but yeah, he shouldn't really do what he did, but Kevin, you know, he didn't he shouldn't have lashed out at Buzz, but um you know, that's just their relationship. Um so Kevin is um he's brought before his parents and his uh, uncle and his aunt and his um and his cousins Um, and, um, yeah, he, he doesn't, um, he, he doesn't believe that Buzz is, um, um, genuine about his, about how sorry he, uh, says he is. Um, you know, he, um, you know, he's angry that, uh, Buzz humiliated him and, uh, he um yeah he 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 says that he's uh he's not going to apologize for what he did, and because of this, uh once again he's um sent to the uh um sent to his room to go to go to bed uh, before everybody else, and um um you know this causes bad feeling amongst the other members of the family and um and yeah so it it's kind of like history repeating itself because in the last in the original film Kevin um and Buzz had a uh, a contentious moment um this caused yeah and this caused Kevin to lash out and um you know the the uh, airplane tickets got um almost ruined uh, and Kevin accidentally um you know caused the some um um drink to be spilled over the, the the passports and the the airline tickets so um you know Kevin's got a got a temper he uh, he he does lash out when he's provoked um but then um uh and and also um in fact in the 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 previous scene to the the choir scene um we uh we We get a um there's a scene where Kevin he's in his um, parents' bedroom, and um, he's watching a commercial on their television, and it's um advertising the uh, the Plaza Hotel uh, in New York City um, and uh, Kevin is using um, um a um, handheld um, recorder. Uh, uh tape recorder um and i can tell you um that that recorder at the time when it was released um the recorder was a uh, a talk boy uh handheld voice recorder um it was manufactured by tiger electronics um uh and uh apparently it was originally conceived as a cassette recorder um and just a, a prop um for the 1992 um home alone 2 film uh but it soon became as a result of uh of the of the film and the um the popularity everybody and their uncle wanted one of these uh talk boy tape recorders uh because it was it just seemed like the coolest thing ever and um i was one of the the people who wanted one uh, when I was younger but unfortunately I didn't get one um, which uh, still makes me sad and every time I, I, I see Home Alone 2 I think to myself oh I still want one of those I don't know what I'd do with it but I still want one of those because Kevin had it but uh, yeah um, I'm sure I'm, I'm not alone in that I'm sure there was a lot of people who watched Home Alone 2 and they, they saw that and they wanted it just like I did, and, um, most likely there's still some people out there who still have one, um, and if they do, good for them, um, I wish I had one, just to say that I've got one, but anyway, so Kevin is using this, um, Talkboy, uh, cassette recorder to record people, he's recording the advertisement on the television for the Plaza Hotel, um, he goes um into he has to go into the bathroom uh to um get something but um his uncle frank's in there and he's taking a shower and um his uncle is singing in the shower um so uh Kevin is amused by this, so he decides to use his talk boy tape recorder to record um his um uncle frank uh who's played by uh, jerry um, bamman um who is um kevin's uh father peter's uh, older brother and um frank uh, when he he notices that kevin is uh is in the bathroom he's recording him he lashes out at him he calls him um, you know all these kind of things says just get out of get out of here which kevin does uh but uh kevin retains the recording um of uh of his uncle frank um but then in the morning um the morning of um the the family's flight to uh florida um yet again the mcallister family oversleeps uh their alarm doesn't go off uh when it's supposed to and once again there is a big rush to um get changed uh, gather their belongings make sure they've got all their tickets and passports and everything and um this is when we we get the uh, um the, the the great score of um John Williams starts to um start up um which is one of my favorite um scores um I think the uh the 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 uh the name of the the track is uh we overslept again which is um the same track as the um the one that uh played in the original home alone when they McAllisters awoke and they were started going into a, a crazed state where everybody uh, in the house is rushing around trying to get ready because they have to Get to get into the um, the, the taxis that are going to take them to the uh, to the airport, um, so that they can you know board their flight and go on their go on their vacation uh, for Christmas. Um, and um, uh, once again, um, everybody leaves the house. Um, Kevin's uh, mother. Um, Um, she gets her, uh, half of the, um, of the tickets. Um, she has seven and, um, uh, Kevin's, uh, aunt, uh, Leslie, um, she has the other seven tickets and that makes a total of 14 to a total of 14 people going on holiday. Um, and they, they all get into the, into the, the taxis, taxi vans, uh, but, um, there was no sign of Kevin, uh, but, but, um, um, fortunately, um, um, Kevin's mother, uh, remembers Kevin and she says, where's Kevin? And to her delight, um, uh, uh Kevin, who is sitting in the, the front seat of the van, he turns around and says, uh, yeah, I'm here, takes his ticket uh, from his mother, Kate, and, um, then the whole family goes to the airport, and seemingly everything is going to go to plan, uh, the McAllisters are actually going to go on holiday, they're going to, um, all stay together, no one's going to get left behind, you know, it's going to be a successful vacation, um, but, however, uh, when they reach the airport, um, kevin uh needs some batteries for his talk boy um tape recorder um and um he asks uh his his father as soon as they get out of the taxi if he can have some batteries his father says he have got some batteries in his bag um and his hand luggage um and kevin he says i'll give you them in a minute but kevin can't wait so kevin uh decides to um pick up his father's um satchel that has um um all manner of things like um spending money and um all of um kevin's father's uh personal belongings and um um you know Kevin is just genuinely just looking for some um batteries but then he he sees that there are other other things in the, the bag, and, um, all he's focused on is just getting some batteries for his talk boy, um, tape recorder, uh, but, um, his father thinks, um, that, uh, Kevin's just trying to be helpful, so he says, oh, you're gonna hold my bag, or you hold my bag, and then there is a massive rush by every member of the McAllister family to the, um, to the gate, um, so that they can board their plane and uh the um the 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 music is just oh you couldn't have home alone without the incredible music by john williams um so yeah they they're, they're racing through every member of the mcallister family is racing through um the, the the terminal uh trying to find the right gate and um but kevin you know he's having some trouble putting the batteries in while he's running so he has to stop um and in the uh, the brief moments that it takes him to put batteries in um his talk boy video record uh, tape recorder um he next thing he does he looks up and he thinks he sees his father uh, rushing, he's wearing a, a tanned um trench coat, uh long coat, um and um he thinks, oh there he is, there's his dad. So he rushes to try and catch up with him. Um but um unfortunately there is another man who um is uh buying something from um um a store in the Departures Lounge uh who has and who's wearing the exact same tanned coat and also beige colored um um trousers and kind of like looks very similar from the back like uh kevin's dad but he has a this man has a, a mustache which kevin's father doesn't have um but kevin can't tell the difference and he only sees this man so uh while kevin's father um he rushes to the, the right gate with the rest of the McAllister clan. Um the, the 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 man who's dressed in a similar attire as Kevin's father goes in another direction to another gate and um Kevin follows him instead of his real father because he, he can't tell the difference. Um well he doesn't even know that there are there are two different um people he thinks he's following his dad, but um the person who is um following is a complete stranger um so he follows his this stranger to the wrong gate. This stranger gets on the, a plane uh bound for New York, whereas um kevin's family they make it to their gate, which is bound for florida uh but there is such a rush there and because the the plane is boarding, um uh Kate uh, McAllister and um and Peter McAllister They they don't have time to make sure that everybody gets on the plane. Um, uh, but the, the the attendants, uh flight attendants there um um in tell um both Kate and um and Peter that they'll 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 make sure that everyone gets on the plane, don't worry, just go to your seats uh, the plane will be taken off soon. So they leave it into the hands of the attendants. They board the plane. Um, they think everybody's there. They've got all the tickets. They think Kevin's with them. Uh, they think that Kevin's on the same flight as them. Because he was there. He made it to the airport. And for all they know, um, he he's there. He got on the plane uh, with them. So everybody takes their seats. But... Um, what they don't know is that kevin has followed because he followed the other man dressed in the same attire as his father um he's gone to the wrong gate and because he's in such a rush he uh, knocks into um one of the flight attendants who uh was collecting all of the uh, boarding passes from all of the passengers uh, he collides with her and she drops all of the boarding passes to the floor um and Kevin apologizes he says um oh, I'm sorry I was following my dad and um and she, and she asks "Have you got a boarding pass and he says well I think it might be on the floor with the rest of them then someone another flight attendant comes off the plane and um asks the the female flight attendant um um you know if uh, he, that they need to board the 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 plane has to pull off um the the female flight attendant uh, tells the the male flight attendant um that um this the that Kevin needs to get on the plane his fam and uh that his family's on there and he says uh, go go with him on the plane make sure he locates his family board him you know because we've got the plane's got to go so the female flight attendant takes Kevin onto the plane Kevin looks over um, and the, the female flight attendant says, do, do you see your family? And he, he looks, and he sees the same man that he was following on the plane, but because he's seen him from the back once again, he believes that is his father, and he says, there he is, and the female flight attendant is happy enough to say to Kevin, okay, there you, you're fine, then uh, just sit in uh, any available empty seat, um, and have a have a merry christmas and um he returns um the 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 favor he says merry christmas to her he takes a f- takes his seat um and he thinks he's on his way to france he's on think he thinks he's um on the same plane as his um parents his uh, his cousins his uncle his aunt you know he thinks everything's going fine um he is sat next to uh, a uh, a french speaking man who doesn't seem to understand english uh, because kevin asks him uh, have you ever been to florida um and the 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 man just repeats just uh, replies in french and um of course kevin can't understand Kevin puts his um headphones on and begins to listen to some music um so he doesn't uh, hear the announcement over the uh, um over the, the intercom uh from the the captain um and the, the flight attendants saying that the the plane is going to depart um or and that its destination is New York City um and then on screen we see uh on the radar um on a radar screen that the two planes are going in opposite directions one is going um one is going east one is going um south southeast and um kevin and his family are once again um separated but uh and kevin is um bound for new york whereas uh, his family are bound for florida and no one has any idea what has what has happened what has gone wrong because everything seems to have gone right um but um when kevin's plane touches down in new york um and, and he leaves the plane and, and he's sitting in the arrivals um, he looks out the window and he sees New York City and he looks for his family and he he, he doesn't see them. Um, the, the flight attendant's coming off the plane saying that we're, we're the last people off and it doesn't take Kevin long to work out that his family is in Florida and he is in New York. And, uh, at first he doesn't know what to think about this, but very soon, um, he, uh, gets a smile on his face and he repeats, my family is in Florida and I'm in New York. And, you know, once again, he thinks that he's in his element. He is on his own. He's able to do his own thing. He's carrying his, um, his father's, um, Uh, satchel that has got money in it and kevin can do whatever he wants in new york um so um he doesn't waste any time in getting uh, a yellow taxi uh traveling um um across the, the the hudson river um from the airport going to uh new york city um uh, one of the the first places that he goes to is um, Central Park. Um, he uh, um, but he also goes around the city. Uh, he where he ob- obtains um, um, some um, fireworks, I believe, at um, at, a, at a store there. Um, then he goes through Central Park, like I say, uh, before encountering who to him appears to be this frightening and stern-looking homeless woman um, who is feeding these um, pigeons. Um, and, uh, y- you know, at first she's a, he- he's scared of her. And um, Pigeon Lady, as she's credited as, um, is um, played by uh, Brenda Fricker, um, who I remember um from the the british uh, medical um show um casualty um um you know she's a, a very famous well-known actress uh, over here in uh, um in the uk um she's an originally an irish actress uh, but she's had a, a long um career that spanned uh, six decades on stage and on screen um but uh yeah i um uh, i remember her in um uh, the role that she was in in um casualty which uh was on uh b b c one um and she was in i think about sixty five episodes of that um but yeah so she plays Pigeon lady and because of her outward appearance she scares kevin and this causes him to to rush off um then he gets an idea of um staying somewhere um for the night uh or uh, for the inter- intermediate um an intermediate time uh before he can um you know find a way to get reunited with his family um so um he starts to remember um the uh the the jingle that he heard on the television advertising the uh, the plaza hotel and uh he decides that um this would be a great opportunity because he's in new york city to why not stay at the plaza hotel he has his father's um credit cards um and there is a function on the um on the the talk boy handheld video uh, I, a voice recorder in which you can lower the pitch of your voice and um because kevin doesn't sound like an adult and he knows that if he uh, makes a reservation at the plaza hotel then it's going to be questioned he decides to use this um the uh this pitch um changer on this voice changer on the, the talk boy uh voice recorder Um, and he, uh, he calls, uh, up the, the front desk, uh, of, um, or of the, the, the hotel, um, and, uh, asks, uh, for a, uh, for a room where he can, he can stay. And, um, he uses, uh, as I said, his father's credit cards to, um, uh, to pay for the room, and um there is a a renowned uh, or infamous scene when uh kevin is um walking through um the plaza hotel um and it features um none other than um donald trump and you probably know this scene um he it's when kevin's he's walking through the uh the 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 lobby there and um um well kevin uh asks um a passerby who just happens to be donald trump um uh where the lobby is and uh donald trump uh points him in the right direction and um kevin thanks him and then he uh, he carries on but uh, yeah this is a an infamous um scene um um which uh so I hear Macaulay Corkin himself has called for um Donald Trump's cameo to be removed from Home Alone 2. Um but um in all the versions of Home Alone 2 that I've seen thus far it uh still remains. Um even though you could argue that it's unnecessary. Um but anyway, so Kevin, he, um, finally makes it to the, the, the check-in desk, um, he, he checks in, um, there is a, uh, very stern-looking, um, woman on the, on the, on the front desk there, um, uh, as well as, um, the, um, the, um, very, um, um, suspicious, um, looking, uh, Mr. Hector, the, uh, the concierge at the, the Plaza Hotel, uh, who's played by Tim Curry, who is, um, immediately suspicious of, um, of, of Kevin, um, especially because he's, um, he's, um, even though he and, his father as he reports that his father has a reservation he um he's not quite convinced that um kevin is uh telling the truth um and um yeah and yeah it's just and, and this carries on for quite a while he even looks over and he asks uh the um the, uh, the the bellhop at the Plaza Hotel uh, Cedric, uh, who's played by uh, Rob uh, Schneider, um, to find out um, as much information as he can about um, Kevin, um, who says that his father sent him along um, um, before him because his father had business, and he said he asked for Kevin to come along to the the. To the hotel and check in. And he would join him at another uh, later on. Of course this is a complete fabrication. Kevin's made up the entire story. Um, You know. uh, He's just looking to have a good time really. In in New York. um, Without any consequences. Um, So Kevin checks in. um, And he's you know very happy with the the suite um, that he's booked for himself um, which, you know, comes with a butler who um, uh, serves him um, serves him ice cream while he's watching a movie in bed um, and, you know, he's literally living living the life um, you know Uh, and while Kevin is uh, living it up in the the plaza hotel the wet bandits uh harry and marv um uh have traveled to new york as well uh, after recently escaping from prison in chicago and they start walking through the streets of new york looking for um somewhere new to to rob and um as they're walking around um the city um harry played by Joe Pesci comes up with the idea um that the best place to to rob um so close to christmas would be a um um a, a toy store um so they they make a plan to um to target a, a specific toy store and stay there overnight so that um in the morning they can clear out the the cash register, and no one will be um uh, no one will know what what has happened until it's too late um, and of course they they eventually uh agree uh on uh Duncan's toy chest uh which is um a a a toy store. Uh, in new york i don't think it's actually called uh duncan's toy chest i think it's uh, it's called something else but um that is uh, another uh, iconic um, iconic location um from home alone 2 that everybody remembers um especially those of a of a certain age um and on christmas eve uh Kevin uh after having spent um some time enjoying the 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 facilities at the Plaza Hotel including the um the indoor swimming pool um as i said um uh ice cream he orders a uh, a pizza uh to be um delivered to him um which he can enjoy while he's Enjoying being driven around in a limousine, and then uh, Kevin goes and visits um, Duncan's toy chest uh, toy store, uh, where he's looking for something to to buy uh, while he's in he's in New York, and this is when um, he um, he selects um, something to buy. He goes to the cash register, and this is when he. Um, he encounters the um, philanthropic owner of Duncan's Choice Chest, Mr. Duncan, uh, who is this um, old but very jovial um, guy. Um, He's played by uh, Eddie Bracken. And um, Kevin has no idea who um, Mr. Duncan is. He just thinks that he's just, someone who is operating the cash register and while kevin is paying for um um what he's uh he intends to buy um mr duncan explains to him that all the proceeds from the store's christmas sales will be donated to um a children's hospital um and that you know at the the end of um at christmas night they they're going to take all of the the proceeds out from the cash register and they're going to give it to the 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 hospital so kevin decides to give a donation um i think twenty dollars i think he gives and mr duncan is taken aback by this about um from taken aback for because of kevin's generosity and then kevin um, is asked by Mr. Duncan, um, as a token of his appreciation, um, to pick something off, um, the, um, the Christmas tree, there are some, um, ornaments on there, and, um, Kevin, um, decides to pick, um, a, a pair of ceramic turtle doves, uh, as his gift, and, um, Mr Duncan says that turtle doves are perfect gift um and what he that what he should do is give keep one of the turtle doves and give the other to another person um who he he cares for um as a as a gesture of friendship and um Kevin thanks Mr Duncan Mr Duncan thanks Kevin and then they part ways and then Kevin, just before he leaves Duncan's toy chest, he looks up and he sees the, the portrait of Mr. Duncan hanging uh, above the doorway there. And he realises, or well, he actually, he sees, but he doesn't really realise who it is that he was just speaking to. And who that was, was in fact Mr. Duncan. So he leaves the toy shop. Um, he starts walking down the street. And he finds himself at a at a crosswalk um and he just as he's crossing um he brushes past um none other than Harry and Marv um the wet bandits who have now been renamed by Marv as the sticky bandits because he has come up with um this glove um that he walks around with which he enables him to take things that, uh, from people when he's passing them by just by literally sticking to them. Um, and he takes several things, um, you know, including a, um, a scarf and some gloves and a hat. Um, and when, um, Kevin and Harry and Marv pass each other by, at, at first Kevin doesn't see them. He doesn't recognize, um, Harry and Marv... For who they are... Um... But... Um... Then... Um... Harry... He he kind of... Um... Does a double take on Kevin... And he thinks... Mm, I know that... I've just seen someone that I know... Um... Um... But... He's, he's distracted because... You know... He's caught with this... Uh... This plan... To break into the toy store um, at, at midnight, um, so that he can, um, um, you know, get, get the proceeds, um, but, um, then, um, they realize, both Harry and Ma realize that it is Kevin, they see him, um, uh, and, uh, at the, another crosswalk, and they go over to him, they, um, and Harry puts his hand on Kevin, he, because uh, is looking completely in the other direction, and he says, remember us, and Kevin looks around, and immediately he does what anybody would do, and he screams at the top of his lungs, um... And, um, then, um, he runs off, um, um, runs towards, um, um, Central Park, um, I believe. Um, then he runs back to the the Plaza Hotel, which is very near to Central Park. Um, and while Kevin was away, the, uh, the concierge, played by Tim Curry, um, did some checking on the credit card that uh, Kevin used to book his room, and to his utter delight, he discovers that the credit card has been cancelled and has been reported as stolen. Because um, as soon as Kevin's parents and the McAllister family arrived in a very wet and rainy Florida. Uh, they went to the police there. Um they told them about Kevin that he obviously got on the wrong flight. Um uh, or that they'd um they'd been separated um and that um he had his credit cards. He had um uh Kevin had his father Peter's credit cards And if they're used, then the police in Miami, in Florida, would be able to um, track down where Kevin is because Kevin has credit cards. So, uh, yeah, so when the concierge, Mr. Hector, played by Tim Curry, checks and runs um, um, Peter McAllister's credit card once again, he discovers that it has been reported as stolen, so when Kevin returns to the plaza hotel, the concierge is waiting for him outside, and he immediately confronts um Kevin saying that he knows that um the that he's um he's booked a um a room under false pretences. And um yeah, then um Kevin rushes into the, the hotel, he rushes back to his room, um the uh the concierge um um as well as um Cedric, the um the the bellhop um and um some other members of uh of staff um rush up to um the the room that Kevin uh, has been staying in and um uh and they go into uh the 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 hotel room of Kevin Kevin immediately um rushes um to turn on the the television um, which is uh, which immediately starts to play the 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 movie that um Kevin is uh, is a fan of um which is like a gangster kind of a movie uh in which the the main character asks um his visitor who he thinks he is what what he thinks he's doing um of course the concierge thinks that this is really someone in the room um, which is a bit unbelievable, really, but, you know, if you go along with it, you can, um, you, you can, you can believe if you, if you, you know, dis um, relieve yourself of, um, disbelief, uh, but anyway, so they all, uh, fall for it, fall for Kevin's, uh, plan, um, he, um, dupes them and makes them believe that, uh, someone is actually in the room that you know kevin is working with someone that you know may or may not be his father and that the person may or may not be armed um um but yeah so um kevin thinks that he's he's um you know one up them um and um Kevin um, unfortunately is uh, you know he, he, he's well fortunately he's got a, he seems to have got away with it um, but um, Kevin decides to pay a visit to uh, his uncle's townhouse um, his father Peter's brother um, however he discovers that the the house is vacant because uh, it's undergoing uh, renovations um um then kevin walks through central park and once again he um encounters the pigeon lady who he uh um is has a, a much more amiable um and friendly um conversation with this time and uh she offers to take kevin somewhere uh which uh okay. somewhere where she loves to go to and which she um is um she believes is one of the most magical places to go to and what she where she's referring to is carnegie hall um and um she takes him up to the roof um to the rafters so that they can see all of the performers performing at carnegie hall and it is there when and where she um the pigeon lady explains to kevin um how she that her life collapsed basically after um the the person who she loved um left her their their relationship um um disintegrated and but kevin says encourages her not to give up he says that um you that she should learn to trust people again um um but she explains that you know once your heart's been broken it's very hard to trust again and you know it's not as simple as it as it may seem um um but kevin you know he's obviously an optimist he 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 always has a um um, um an example um to to give when he's trying to talk to someone uh, about why they should do what they he believes they should do to make amends um and um he um he um says that you know he's done a lot of things wrong in his life um but um and but she says that if you know one good deed can make up for all the other um, misdeeds that he may have done, um, so, because Kevin, um, heard, um, what, uh, Harry and Marv intended to do, uh, rob the, the, um, Duncan's Toy Chest, uh, Toy Store, he believes that, um, if he was to stop them from, from doing this, then this would be a deed that would, um, help him, um, to uh, uh make amends for all of his bad deeds, and uh, just before he uh, uh he um he goes back to his uncle's um townhouse um and just like in the first film, he has made a plan he's drawn out a plan of um several booby traps that he's going to set up throughout um, his uncle's townhouse and what he's going to do is he's, he's going to go to duncan's toy chest toy store he's going to lure um harry and marv's marv while they're still engaged in their robbery to um the townhouse so that he can um he can stop them um in uh, in their tracks um so he goes to the um the t- the toy store he takes a picture of the two of them um it, during their robbery with a, uh, a polaroid camera um and then he breaks the store window uh with a uh, with a brick um wrapped around um with a a note explaining to mr Duncan um who broke the gla- uh, the window and why um that it and that it was him um uh the same person that mr duncan um um said uh kevin could pick the turtle doves from the christmas tree um so yeah then it's a uh, it's a it's a race um for kevin to get to the townhouse um and be chased by um harry and Marv all the way there and while they're there, while they attempt to follow him inside, they are confronted by many different booby traps, um, including um, the uh, the uh, the ever-ready um, uh, blowtorch and um, to the head that uh, Harry um, gets, and um, there are other. Um, encounter the 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 most hilarious it shouldn't be hilarious but the most hilarious moment is when they first arrive at the townhouse and Kevin is on the roof he's got up there you know as fast as lightning and there are some broken bricks there and um he's trying to tempt both Harry and Marv to come in and follow him and uh he starts throwing down these bricks from the rooftop and each time he does he throws down a brick harry ducks but the bricks hit marv directly in the forehead every time and i think he sustains about three or four blows um which to any normal person would cause severe brain damage i mean the the thought that marv doesn't have brain damage after all that he's been through as a result of his encounters with kevin is just um yeah mind-boggling but anyway, like I say, they, they spring several of the traps that Kevin has, um, um, set up, um, including, you know, the old faithful, uh, paintings, um, that they do, um, see, um, also, you know, Kevin's put down, um, 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 you know, um, some f- fluid, liquid on, on the floor which causes Marv to slip up <laughs> and uh, Marv gets uh, electrocuted when he tries to turn on the tap and Kevin has connected it to the the, the, the power grid and there's a f- hilarious... I know you shouldn't really laugh but it's hilarious, as a scene where <laughs> Marv is being electrocuted <laughs> and you actually see him um, become... <laughs> intermittently become, uh, his skeleton self, uh, before returning to an electrified version of himself, yeah, fun, so many funny moments, makes me laugh out loud every time I watch it, especially just thinking about it, um, but yeah, so, they go through the house, um, Kevin calls the police, uh, before leaving the house, um, um, and yeah, as i say that uh that they just pursue kevin relentlessly um they even follow him down um a, a rope um dangling from the side of the the house um that's um soaked in kerosene and kevin um sets it alight and they end up having to let go and fall to the floor how they don't die and or break the neck. Uh, I have no idea. But uh, they just keep going. Um, but uh, eventually uh, Kevin runs away. Um, but not far away from the townhouse. Not far away from Central Park. Kevin um, slips up on a, a patch of ice. And he finds himself lying on his back. And it is then that he is... Um, um he finds himself in the clutches of uh, harry and marv and uh from then from there uh both harry and marv take kevin into central park um where they intend to make him pay for what they what he has done to them so uh kevin is carried into central park by marv and harry um, who, as I say, are you know they're not very happy with what has been done to them, and they're going to make Kevin pay, probably severely, if they'd have carried out what they intended to carry out against Kevin. Um, but um, luckily for Kevin, um, the uh, the area where they 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 stop uh, is um, surrounded by pigeons and um um just before the um before Ke- uh, for harry and marv can do anything to uh, kevin um the pigeon lady um turns up um to uh, to help kevin and she does this by tossing a bucket full of bird seed over harry and marv who you know are covered in everything you can imagine, or everything you can't imagine at this point, um, so the birdseed sticks to them, uh, and immediately the, um, the pigeons, um, flock, um, to Harry and Marv, and they cover them, and they, they fall to the, the floor, and Marv screams like a, you know, the, the most high-pitched, um, scream you could ever, uh you could ever imagine but what you wouldn't imagine to come from the, the 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 mouth of a of a man I would say but hey you never know. Um but um and as a way to signal um their location to the police, um Kevin sets off um some uh some fireworks, the same fireworks that he bought when he um initially arrived in New York, um, uh, which scare off the pigeons. Um, well, they don't, actually. They, when the police arrive, when the police um, set off a um, uh, a shot from one of their, their guns, um, the, the pigeons are scared off at that point. And um, uh, this is when Harry and Marv find themselves once again being arrested by the police but instead of the police in chicago it's now the police in new york new york police department and of course marv just can't keep his mouth shut he starts to um admit the what plan they had been, they'd been working on whether in new york city the fact that they were going to rob uh duncan's toy chest the fact that they changed their name to uh, from the wet bandits to the sticky bandits, and, the, you know, Harry's not happy with this, um, he's continually um, telling Marv to, to shut up, and the police are, you know, they're listening to all this, because this is all evidence that's going to be um, taken and uh, used against them in a court of law uh, at some point. Um And then Harry and um, Marv are taken away. And while um, previous to this in Florida, um, when it was discovered that um, uh, Peter McAllister's credit cards had been used in New York City, um, immediately after this, the, the family decides to travel to New York um so that they can try and find um where Kevin is. Um initially um Kevin's mother, Kate, uh played by Catherine O'Hara, she goes out on the streets to go to look for Kevin. Um and um after a while she um she's walking the streets, she's, she's got a picture of Kevin, she's trying to find out find where he may be um and she encounters um a uh, a police officer um who's sitting in his cruiser um and she asks them if they've seen her son um they said you know there's millions of people in New York City finding someone is like finding a needle in a haystack and she says look it's christmas i've got to find him um but then and she's trying, and he's trying to, the the police officer is trying to get her to think where does she think Kevin may be. And she starts to think and she says, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But then she remembers um, that Kevin has this fondness for Christmas trees. And we saw this in the first Home Alone, actually, when um, we saw him uh, cut down a Christmas tree, actually, from... Um, the garden um and then bring it into the house and then start decorating it um more or less at the same time that uh Harry and Marv um decided to um um begin their robbery of the the neighborhood and the mcallister's house especially so kevin we see know that kevin he's obviously a fan of Christmas and of uh, Christmas trees in particular. So this, this is what leads Kate to think that there is nowhere else uh on Christmas Eve that Kevin would go to rather than one of the most famous Christmas trees in the entire world that being the one um that stands uh at Rockefeller Center um and um she asked uh the police officer for his assistance they immediately um, uh, take her to Rockefeller Center and drop her off there. And as soon as she walks up to where the Christmas tree is, um, she sees Kevin there, who is has come there to make a wish, a Christmas wish, that he can see his family again. Um, but especially so that he could see his mother again, even if it is for only a short amount of time. And seconds after, moments after he makes this wish, um, his mother arrives, um, she calls out for him and he's a little taken aback because he he can't believe that his wish was granted that quickly. Um, but, um, in short order, he, um, he, Kevin and his mother Kate are reunited. Um, they embrace one another, um, before... Kate takes Kevin back to uh the hotel where um the rest of the family are staying um and then the the next scene is when um uh Kevin awakens on Christmas day he's staying in a large bed in the same room as his um his cousins and his uh, brothers and sisters and, um, his, um, his cousin, uh, Fuller, uh, played by Macaulay Corkin's real life brother, Kieran Corkin, wakes up and, um, says that it's Christmas day and in his excitement he, uh, awakens everybody else up. Uh, so he and, um, Kevin and, um, the rest of their siblings, um, go into the, the living area of this very lavish uh, apartment um of this hotel where they're staying. Um and they they discover that the um, there is a Christmas tree there that has been decorated, that the the whole of the living area there is full of Christmas presents um that had been sent um by a, a very grateful Mr. Duncan who Kevin encountered and who, um, and Mr. Duncan realized who had helped in thwarting, um, the, the attempt of the, uh, of Marv and Harry in, in robbing his toy store, um, thwarting, I should say, thwarting. And, uh, he sent these gifts to the McAllisters, especially as a thank you, uh, to them. Well, thank you, especially to, to, to Kevin. Um, then um, as they uh, are about to start opening the presents uh, Buzz stops and he says the first person who should open the first gift should be Kevin because if it wasn't for Kevin then we wouldn't be staying in this lavish hotel room we wouldn't be staying in uh, this lavish hotel we'd be staying in New York on Christmas Day so um, we have him to thank and yeah, you know, this is um a moment of reconciliation between um Buzz and Kevin as well as the, the entire family. Um so Kevin starts to open his present um that he's that uh, Buzz throws to him. Then everybody else starts opening their presents that they pick up. Um But then Kevin um goes to the window uh, looking out at um, from his hotel window, he looks out at Central Park and he has an idea to go to Central Park and seek out um, the Pigeon Lady, um, who um, he now sees as, as a friend, someone who helped him. Um, and he decides to give her the second turtle dove that he had been given, um, from the pair that he had been given by Mr. Duncan um, saying that, um, as long as we both have one of these t- turtle doves, then we'll always be, we'll always be friends, that we'll both always be friends with one another, and this is a very touching scene, really beautiful scene, I always find, um, and of course the pigeon lady accepts Kevin's gift of the turtle dove, and then Kevin, um, uh, he's, of course thrilled um that uh, he and pigeon lady are now friends for life um however um then the uh the the bellhop um who uh whose name is Cedric played by uh Rob Schneider brings up the the bill for the room service um that uh Kevin has accumulated in um the time that he spent in um in the plaza hotel and um buzz uh answers the uh answers the door takes the the bill from cedric um then takes it to his father and one of the last things that we see and hear is um kevin's dad Uh, shouting um, that Kevin had spent $967 $967 on room service so loud um, that Kevin can hear his father's voice from Central Park uh, which prompts Kevin immediately to rush back to the hotel to face the music uh, for what he's done. And that's the end of the film. And um, yeah, it's this Home Alone 2 It's got to be one of my uh, top ten favorite films ever, because it just holds a very special place in my heart. Um, ever since I was a kid, I've been watching this film. And it was this film in particular that made me fall in love with New York City, before I ever got the chance to um, to go and, in, and enjoy it. Um, luckily, um, in 2013, I was lucky enough to be able to visit New York City and walk around, walk its streets, go to many of the places that Kevin goes to. Um, there's one scene, which is a, uh, horror, hard scene to watch, um, in the film when, um, very, very not long after Kevin arrives in New York and he goes to, um, one of the most iconic places in New York at the time which of course was the uh one of the the towers of the the World Trade Center which as you may know um no longer stand as a result of the um the horrific terrorist attack on New York on um September 11th 2001 um in place of them now are the um fountains uh, the pools of remembrance that stand in their footing um and uh having been there it is a moving scene walking around um where the 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 towers once stood um but there's a yeah there is a scene where kevin he's standing on top of one of the the, the world trade center towers and uh he's taking a picture um of the surrounding city and Yeah, it's always um, an emotional scene. I always think, I always watch that and I think, oh my goodness, you know, and it makes you, makes me emotional about what happened and the the, uh, the loss of life that happened on September the 11th. Um, But yeah, so, yeah, as I say, watching this film as a kid, many years before I actually got, uh, the chance to go to New York and enjoy walking around New York and going to some of the places that Kevin went to, including the Rockefeller Center, and um, you know, made me fall in love with New York. And to this day, I, I absolutely adore New York City. Um, it's somewhere that has a very special place in my heart that I think about a lot, um, and I just love the place. I think it's just one of the most amazing cities on earth um, it's so frenetic, so energizing, so, um, breathtaking, it really is, and, um, ever since I watched Home Alone 2, and I, you know, I heard, you know, about the the Plaza Hotel, and saw these different places, I thought, I always thought to myself, I would love to go to New York, love to go to New York, and as I say, back in 2013, I was lucky enough to be able to go there, and, um, yeah, it's just as amazing as the as the, the film portrays it to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't mind being lost in New York myself um, and following in the footsteps of uh, Kevin McAllister. But, yeah, so uh, um, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, but I just want to say, uh, once again, uh, if you haven't seen Home Alone, the first film came out in 1990 or... If you haven't seen Home Alone 2. Which came out in 1992. Then don't waste your time. Um, Go and watch them. They're available to watch in many different places. uh, Many different mediums. And just enjoy. Because they're a laugh a minute. They really are. I I love watching them both. Um, Of course there were sequels. Um, There was a sequel to... Home Alone 2 which was Home Alone 3 which came out in 1997 but um and there have been um, other sequels um um also with the name Home Alone attached to them but I don't uh, consider them to be connected and then I don't think they are supposed to be connected to the original two films that starred Macaulay Corkin and personally in my opinion um i I don't think they should have continued the films. I think they should have just stuck with the first two, but I suppose it's a um you know it's um a very lucrative idea and a lucrative franchise so um while people still want to watch a film about um a kid being left home alone and um having to um you know thwart the the plans of robbers and um then people are gonna they're gonna keep making films um but uh yeah for me i just watched the first two and that that's that's all for me Cause to, to me they were the best of the of the of all that have that been made and um and yeah that that they they will both be the films that i will watch every year around christmas time um, both the first Home Alone film and Home Alone 2, um, because they're just a, um, a quintessential, um, holiday festive film, um, that, uh, and it wouldn't be Christmas if, uh, uh, they weren't watched, um, especially by me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone, this is Mark. So I hope you did enjoy what you heard in this episode of the podcast. And uh, if you did, and uh, you would like to enjoy more of my content, um, I'm a a writer, I'm a poet, and I'm an author. Uh, I've written 11 books of uh, poetry uh, and short stories and uh, short novels. So if you're interested in reading some of my poems, my short stories, or Uh, the stories within my novels then you can check them out online on amazon or um, from the the book depository or online at uh, barnes and noble and uh, if you want to check out some of my most recent uh, poems then if you head over to uh, markthepoet.me online then you can check out some of my most recent poems and also some of the poems that i've written uh, in the past Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll touch you again soon.